This morning I'm preaching on the Gospel reading, the wedding banquet. I'm not going to read it out to you again, but what we will do is pray for our time in the Word. Lord, come to each person here today assuring them that you want them at your celebration banquet. We don't want to be people filled with excuses, but people who rejoice that we've been invited to you to be where you are, to be with you in your magnificent presence. Make our hearts glad today as we hear your voice and make our feet ready to walk with you that we might invite others to be with us in your holy presence. Amen. Something really interesting happens in new housing estates. I don't know if you've noticed this. They're all, they're all done in stages, you know that. So after all the land sales, the new homes go up which seem to, get, seem to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But then you see schools being built because that's a high priority for families, of course. And then shopping centres are expanded and upgraded. And then you need cinemas, maybe a golf course if it's a really good part of town. And if it's in a nice spot, then you need some classy restaurants around the place too because you want to go out and they flourish and and, uh, gain a reputation in the community as the place to go, to eat. Supermarkets. You notice this? They add gourmet sections in the supermarkets for that high-end cooking that's so important if you're into hospitality. You'll also notice the cafe in the good estates because good coffee, of course, is important when people catch up throughout the week. I'm a bit of a coffee lover myself. Developers think of almost everything that people could need or that they would want. And so I see this and it makes sense to me. I even enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with these things. But what strikes me in an amazing way is that old run-down church that's always there just outside all the development that's going on. And that's how people refer to it. They refer to it as that old church down the road. Thousands upon thousands of families are moving into these new estates with all the trimmings and services to excite their senses. But the worship space... It stays exactly the same. It doesn't change at all. It stays known as that old church down the road and people seem fine with that. It's a curious thing. The most important thing isn't seen as an essential service in a new estate but more of a a rustic decoration down the road somewhere. It got me thinking, I wonder how you picture this church here in Menunda. How do you picture it? And it's this kind of mindset Jesus is out to challenge again today. He's been challenging a bit, hasn't he? And so he he tells another parable following on from the last two weeks. We hit the two sons and then last week it was about the tenants in the vineyard. And so today we have an an amazing invitation from the king to to attend a royal wedding banquet of his son. And you might have heard this, but wedding invitations back then came in two parts. The first was the general preparation invite, which was like saying, please be ready to come to this event. Don't come now, but please get ready because it's happening. So they didn't get any specific date or time uh, like, like might happen up on Facebook or, or on the invites that we send out today. But, but then a bit later, the second invitation would come saying, please come now. Everything's ready. The second invitation meant that it's time to hit the road and arrive at the party. So you had notice. You had notice that the party was happening at the first invite but as soon as that second invitation hit your hot little hand you were out the door and on the way to the celebration. 
And so the people in the parable today had received that first invitation. Please be ready to come to this event. And everything seems absolutely fine until they get that second invitation saying that the wedding banquet is ready. It's hot, the food's hot, the wine's ready, it's out on the table, it's time to go and then things get absolutely bizarre. It gets weird. It doesn't make sense. They treat that second invitation like that old church down the road in the housing estate. They ignore it. It's time to move and get to the banquet, but they respond like it's not important at all. And the king sent some more servants and said, Tell those who have been invited that I've prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been butchered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off. One to his field, another to his business. I don't get it. It's so striking that people have in their hands an invitation to the royal wedding banquet of all time and they ignore it or refuse it to go off and do average everyday stuff. It's a no-brainer. Honestly, royal wedding banquet or stay home and veg out. I'm not sure what was at home that trumped a massive royal wedding banquet, but it must have been pretty good or not. Royal wedding banquet or go to work instead? Which would you pick? Are you serious? Would you choose work? The RSV comes back. We're not interested. Some even get violent. They get abusive. They rough up and kill the king's servants, just like they did last week in the parable of the vineyard. You know, you couldn't find a TV channel with something to watch, or I couldn't find something to watch, other than uh, Will and Kate's wedding. Was that earlier this year? I was looking for something else to watch, but I couldn't get a channel. Imagine the Queen if all the high flyers, if all the celebrities, if all the close friends who received the invitation ignored it or said in their RSVP, yeah, I got the invite. Nah, not really interested, Your Majesty. There would be people lined up who would do almost anything to attend a royal wedding banquet at Buckingham Palace. I mean, imagine the spread. I did imagine it because I googled it and looked it up and my goodness, how do those people eat all that food? The Lord says to you today in Isaiah, on this mountain the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats, the best of meats and the finest of wines. I mean, what have you got in your wine rack at home? It might be good, but it's got nothing on this. Absolutely nothing. The best of meats and the finest wines that God prepares will be simply amazing. And keep in mind, if God calls this the best, if God Almighty says this is the best, then that's a party and a banquet you're not going to want to miss. The food at Buckingham Palace would look like my best spaghetti bolognese compared to the Lord's banquet. And that's just mincemeat and dolmio sauce. It's not, very, it's not very exciting. Sometimes people are content 
with the invitation, but they don't want to come to the banquet. There are people who are happy with the title or status of religious leaders like the people Jesus was speaking to. Or in our case, people happy with the title or status of Lutheran Christians. They're okay with the first more general invitation that says there's going to be a banquet and you're invited. But they're not interested in coming along to the party. They just want their name on the list. You can be happy to be known as a member of a congregation or or maybe come to church for a baptism or a special event, but you're not the slightest bit interested in the joy, the amazing joy of Christian discipleship pictured today as a wedding banquet in the here and now. That's what this banquet pictures, the greatness and in tough times the comfort of living your life as a follower of Jesus in the kingdom of God. And the king of majesty thinks that's worth celebrating. For those who weren't interested in celebrating, who mocked the king, who roughed up and killed his servants, the prophets, they faced the holy and righteous justice of the king. And that's sad. Jesus tells you that today, not to frighten you, not to raise doubts in your mind, but that you would turn to him and come to his banquet of joyful discipleship, that you would find life in his name and never ever look back, which is what happens next. The command comes, so go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. A wonderful mission to all people takes place where servants go out into the streets and invite the good and the bad. Problem people, they get an invite. The unimpressive are invited. People who've made an absolute mess of their lives, who struggle daily with their circumstances and sins, they're invited. People who are ashamed of their past, maybe even ashamed of their present, they are invited. People who think they're unworthy to recline at the table of the royal king, everyone, And guess what? The wedding hall is filled with guests who are, they're there to celebrate. They're there, I'm sure, in absolute awe, being in presence of the king, being reclining at his table and eating and drinking the very best that the king has to offer. That's the power, it's a picture of the power of the gospel at work in the lives of God's people. God calls out, he fills his banquet hall. God is inviting you today to a royal wedding banquet. He's calling out your name. You are invited. He's inviting you to participate in the resurrection life that Jesus won once and for all on the cross of Calvary. Is it possible? Is it possible that you could really only want your name on an invite? Is it possible that you could be satisfied smelling the aromas of the best banquet ever but not coming into the banquet hall to participate in the meal? Friends, don't ever settle for just a whiff of the things of God. Please don't do that. Instead, will you gladly receive his invitation and walk with him? Will you be with him and celebrate in his presence?
Will you participate in the kind of faith-filled life that Jesus says is like a royal wedding banquet with the very best of meats and with the finest of wines? Well, the invite has arrived. It's time to go. Time to live the banquet day by day. It's time to celebrate clothed in the wedding garments given to you by the King. In Galatians, Paul says, For all of you who are baptised into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. And I understand that there might be people here who haven't been baptised yet, but believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour. You also have been clothed, robed in the garments of faith and trust in Jesus. They are wedding garments that you live in day after day as you follow Jesus and live in his kingdom, a place where love comes to life. That's the vision and mission of the LCA, a place where love comes to life. And in a few weeks' time, we're having the longest Lutheran lunch and we're having it here at Trinity under that banner where love comes to life. And guess what? God is going to be at that banquet table too. And so his call goes out through every one of us today in the short time that we have left. The call, so go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. Take a look where God has placed you in your life. Look at the people he's brought into every sphere of where you are, where God has placed you because God wants them to know the joy and celebration of kingdom life as you do. He wants to invite them to come here and see a place of celebration in life. Not that just that old church down the road that decorates the neighbourhood. That is not who we are. He's calling you as his servants, clothed in the love and righteousness of Christ to issue those invitations. He asks you to do it believing that he is the God of the nations. He is the God who will fill his banquet hall. The God whose word doesn't return to him empty or void. Will you trust him and give someone this gift of love? You will all receive an invitation today, either at the door or over morning tea. You'll all get one though. And here's the great part. Through you, the Lord will issue his invitation to someone in your life that they might come to a Reformation Day banquet. And we're praying, I'm praying, please join me in praying, that people will also take up the Lord's invitation to worship in the presence of God and to taste the real wedding feast that Jesus is talking about today. It's a gift of love. Friends, we're not just that old church down the road, regardless of what anyone says or what our buildings look like. We are God's spirit-filled people. We are wedding banquet people and a church where love comes to life because we know the joy of being found in Jesus Christ and we know the greatness of living with him each day. Father, we pray, we praise and we thank you that we are your wedding banquet people. We praise you that you have clothed us in the garments of faith and trust, that you've robed us in white and made us pure and holy through the blood of your son, Jesus. We pray that we wouldn't make excuses when we hear your invitation, but we would 
gladly run with joy to celebrate in your presence. And we pray that as your invitations go out through us, that others would know that same amazing love and renewal and spirit-filled life that can be theirs too in Christ Jesus. We pray that you would help us, Lord, to take the step of faith to invite someone this week because we're so glad in what you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds safe in him. Amen.